The U.S. Arab Radio Network is proud to offer the Ray Hanania Show with veteran journalist Ray Hanania, the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. U.S. Arab Radio broadcast content Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, WDMV 700 in Washington, D.C., and simulcast through stations around the country. Programs will rerun from 5 till 6 p.m. Visit us on Facebook at U.S. Arab Radio. And we're also streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash Arab News. And good morning, everybody. This is Ray Hanania here at the Ray Hanania Show on WNZK AM 690 Radio in Detroit and WDMV AM 700 Radio in Washington, D.C. We're broadcasting on the U.S. Arab Radio Network online at ArabRadio.us. And also live on Facebook uh, at Arab News, Facebook.com slash Arab News to its 5.8 million uh, followers. Hopefully we'll get all 5.8 million this morning, okay? Um, and uh, I'm just, uh, it's Wednesday, June 16th. Um, we're going to be talking about some really interesting topics during this show on June 16th. The driver of a pickup truck in London, Ontario, Canada ran down five pedestrians killing four of them um and he chose he was only 20 years old he chose his victims because they were muslim according to the police uh, i was terrible in response though leaders from across canada uh stood up and spoke out very strongly against this uh hate crime uh and anti-muslim violence and we're going to have a guest uh the mayor of windsor canada drew dilkins who is uh, going to join us in a few seconds here after I do my ad break. Um, we're going to be talking with him about a lot of the things that uh, Windsor Canada is doing, even though this happened outside of Windsor. I mean, being progressive like that is very encouraging. And then in segment two at the bottom of the hour, we're going to speak with Noor Nugali, who's the assistant editor-in-chief at Arab News. Um, she's going to talk about her recent interview with John Kerry, who was appointed by President Biden as a special envoy on climate. Noor spoke with him about his meetings in Saudi Arabia and the Gulf, and she's going to share some of the insights that uh, Secretary Kerry uh, is bringing back to the U.S. Again, I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with the mayor of Windsor, Canada, Mayor Drew Dilkins. We'll be right back right after these messages. ArabNews.com, bringing you breaking news from across the Middle East and the latest on Arabs in America. Get inside the latest headlines with expert analysis and insights at ArabNews.com. Join over 5 million Facebook fans and over 10 million monthly readers. ArabNews.com, news that matters to you. At Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic in Dearborn, we provide effective physical therapy sessions in order to limit pain and discomfort. Top Rehab provides physical therapy care for any diagnosis prescribed by a physician, and we regularly see and treat conditions such as stroke, TMJ, fibromyalgia, sciatica, joint pain, and more. We use a variety of pain management methods, including modalities, soft tissue mobilization, and therapeutic exercise. If you're in need of physical rehabilitation or physical 
physical therapy, get the highest quality health care at Top Rehab. Most insurance is accepted and we're open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday 8 to 6, Tuesday and Thursday 8 to 5, and Saturday 10 till 2. Call for an appointment today at 313-846-0555. That's 313-846-0555. Choose Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic on Michigan Avenue in Dearborn. Life's too short to be in pain. Ziad Brand. Quality products from our family to yours. Ziad Brothers Importing offers the finest quality products, including brands like Sultan, Kraft, Nestle, Hook, Rico Picon, Donna, and many more. Ask your retailer to carry these fine products because you deserve the very best. For more information, visit our website at www.ziad.com. That's www.ziad.com. Ziad, quality products from our family to yours. Are your hands feeling numb? Do you feel pain opening up a jar, turning a key? Are you noticing that your elbow and your shoulder are becoming stiff? Or were you recently injured in your arm? Hello, I'm Dr. Albajit Katranji. And at the Katranji Hand Center, which just recently opened down the street from the Somerset Mall, we can provide you with the latest in hand, wrist, elbow, and shoulder care. Visit us at www.katranjihandcenter.com to learn the latest techniques that we have to offer you, and I look forward to taking care of you. Visit us in Troy at 1565 West Big Beaver Road, Building F, or call Katranji Hand Center for an appointment at 248-869-4263. That's 248-869-4263. The U.S. Arab Radio Network is proud to offer the Ray Hanania Show with veteran journalist Ray Hanania, the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. U.S. Arab Radio broadcast content Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, WDMV 700 in Washington, D.C., and simulcast through stations around the country. Programs will rerun from 5 till 6 p.m. Visit us on Facebook at U.S. Arab Radio. And we're also streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash Arab News. And we're joined this morning by the mayor of Windsor, Canada, Mayor Drew Dilkins. Mayor Dilkins, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this terrible event. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to the Arab and the Muslim community about uh, how much uh, Windsor has been doing uh, in response to what happened, actually, I think it was like about 150, 200 miles um, northeast of your city in London. Um, but just the response uh, was very uh, moving, I think. Welcome to the show, Mayor. Yeah, thanks for having me today, Ray. Now, I'm, I, you know, it, it's, it's really sad. I, I just want to identify the victim, Salman Afzal. He's 46. He's a physiotherapist who worked in long-term care uh, his wife, Medina Salman, 44. Uh, she was a doctoral student in civil engineering. Their daughter, Yumna, 15. And his mother, uh, Afzal, Talat Afzal, 74. Uh, and I understand that the little boy, nine years old, Fayez, is now orphaned and, you know, tragically in, is in a hospital. It, it's not the first time we've seen hate crimes like this, but. Uh, this didn't happen in Windsor, and yet uh, you and others felt something needed to be done. Tell me, you know, what what your thinking was, and what did Windsor do? 
Yeah, it, it, it's just one of those events, Ray, that I think feels so inhuman. Uh, and it also is just something that rocks you deep to your core. If you're a parent uh, and, and, and you have children and recognizing that this young nine-year-old innocent boy is now, like you say, orphan, I, I think it just impacts any parent, any human to their core. And, and of course, the closer it is to home, uh, the more real it seems. And so in my, in my comments to our, our uh, Muslim community at one of the, the duas that they held, uh, I basically said, we, we all know this could have happened here. And that's why it feels so real, because this was so indiscriminate. It was so, uh, you know, you think of any community anywhere in the world where after dinner, a family will go out for a walk. That could be anywhere. And so you realize when it's so close to you just up the highway that it could have happened here uh, and families out here walk. And of course, the reason why it happened, you know, the, the alleged reason, according to police, it's, it was actually uh, racially motivated, uh, someone who was trying to, to wipe out uh, Muslims uh, and was successful in four out of five. But that bright light that will survive, that young Fayez, uh, he may be orphaned, you know, from his parents, but he now has an entire nation uh, that will support him and love him and make sure that he's taken care of. It was very inspiring to see Canada come together like that. Of course, we love Windsor, okay? Windsor is Canada. The rest of Canada is just uh, wilderness as far as I'm concerned. I had some relatives in Detroit, and half of them were always in Windsor, and uh, it was just fun always visiting over there. Um, but the Windsor community, I mean, uh, it does it does kind of... I don't want to say courage, but it's responsible to do what you're doing. You don't always see politicians do that because it's almost like they're taking responsibility like, hey, that didn't happen in our city. Let's stay away from it. It didn't happen in Windsor, and yet you felt strongly that, you know, we need to speak out. I understand you visited mosques. You talked and then all communities, the Jewish, Christian, Muslim communities, letting them know that you stand up to support them and didn't matter who the victims were, we wouldn't tolerate anything like this. Yeah, just again, it's just something that is, is so wrong and so, um, you know, it's just on every front, no matter which way you examine this, uh, it is it is wrong. It is, it is no one can be tolerant of this. Uh, no one can sort of look aside and, and just carry on with their day. You need to pause. You need to reflect on what happened here. Uh, and and make sure that we are, you know, the message I tried to convey was to make sure that as a community, we are educating one another, that we all have a responsibility to the greater good of society, uh, to understand uh, different religions, to understand different cultures. And it doesn't mean you have to buy into different religions or you have to, you know, hang out at a community center that's, uh, you know, designed for people of a different uh, culture. It doesn't mean any of that. But it means we coexist here and in the city of Windsor, we're one of the most diverse communities in Canada. And that is actually what makes us stronger. And so the point was, how do you, how do you convey a message? How do I convey a message with my mayoral platform to say we need to build an understanding? And that's through education. That's through asking questions. That's through, you know, if you go to a mosque, I've heard people say, you know, at a mosque, you know, it's just an example of how women are uh, second-class citizens because they have to go on a different floor from the men and a different door. And, you know, it, it's, but I, I said, you know, I heard that I said, well, did you ever ask why? Did you ever ask a woman at a mosque whether they feel like they're second-class citizens? 
right? Have you understood right. what it means that they're doing? Uh, and the answer was no. And, and so that's the type of thing when you see something that you don't understand that, that, that makes you curious, don't bury that feeling and, and somehow harbor that, that some sort of resentment against an entire group of people. Ask why. And through that understanding, then maybe you develop an appreciation and more importantly, a respect. And the, the respect is what allows us to live harmoniously together, you know, as a diverse community. And, and you, you're correct. I mean, there are all kinds of stereotypes about Muslims, but also about Jews and Christians, um, different aspects of the Jewish religion, the Christian religion, uh, the Muslim religion, um, that women are separate from men for a lot of reasons that have to do with um, their wanting to feel secure and respected and uh, protected. It's a custom. Uh, it's part of the religion. Um, but sometimes that gets turned into other things that become the basis for things that we just saw a couple weeks ago, which is terrible. I, I understand you did go to the Windsor Mosque. I, tell us a little bit about, first of all, your visit there, and then also about, give us a little background, if you don't mind, about um, how many Arabs, Muslims, Jews, Christians, what's the city like in uh, uh, Windsor, Canada? For the people in Detroit who aspire to be as good as uh, Windsor who are listening, but all across the country. Windsor is a very diverse city and very welcoming. You know, give us a little picture of Windsor. Yeah, I, I can go back 30 years ago when I graduated from high school and it was, there were 98% white faces like mine and 2% other faces. Uh, if you went back to that same high school today, the number would probably be, you know, 90% non-white faces and 10% white faces. That, that And that really is just an example of how the community has changed in terms of its, its diversity makeup. Uh, and so we, as a, a country, certainly as a city, have been very, very welcoming to, to immigrants. Uh, you know, I think of just a few years ago where, you know, our country accepted over 25,000 Syrian refugees. Uh, we had over 1,000 come down just to, to our community alone. In fact, I live next door to one of those people. Uh, and, and so it's when you start understanding the story, you know, it really humanizes the, 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 the trials, tribulations, and the struggles that some people have gone here, gone through to come to a country like ours. Uh, and to have a better life and to, to accomplish the same goals that I think all of us have is to, you know, improve our own life, to raise our children peacefully, to set them on a path for success, and then be able to enjoy, you know, the golden years uh, with, you know, some activity and, and a good circle of friends uh, in a safe way, of course. And so there are so many stories, but, you know, in terms of our community, uh, Muslims in our community make up about 5%. Uh, of the total population, but uh, that's growing uh, each and every day. And, uh, you know, I, I can't break down every religion, but I, I can tell you every religion is represented. Uh, and the best part of it is they're not shy to represent their culture. You know, when they come to Canada, they don't just throw their, the, the, the clothing that they would wear in their home country in the garbage. And, you know, it's, it's worn proudly on the streets, in the malls, in the, in the grocery stores. Uh, and it really is just a, a unique place to live. Uh, and I've seen it in my own kids who are in the high school and, and ones in early university. Uh, just the, the total change, it's just normal now. It, 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 like the evolution is happening and the, the integration is happening. And, and those barriers that may have once existed 30 years ago are, are already being broken, uh, which is fantastic. It, it, it's this, this, you know, this melting pot, this, this, 
we call it the you know the, the the fabric of society everyone's woven into this fabric in canada it's on proud display it's on proud proud display here and and our community is just richer because of it and, and i know that diversity and understanding diversity and the richness of everybody when when everybody respects people actually strips the stereotypes away from acts of violence so that uh, you see somebody commit an act of violence, and we don't stereotype them and say, oh, that's an Arab act of violence. No, it's an act of violence by a criminal. Uh, the person We don't stereotype the person who uh, committed this terrible act, um, and we try to stay away from it. And doing so, I think, protects the entire community and separates bad people from good people. What I, I heard you gave a very inspiring speech at the Windsor Mosque, and it was very welcomed by you know, everybody there. Uh, it sounds like you'd been to the mosque several times. Uh, am I correct? Many, many times. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure. a great relationship with the community. Uh, you know, reach out to them frequently, uh, try and include that community and all of the communities in the activities that we do to make sure that they feel welcome, uh, to make sure that they know that their opinion and their voice is important to me. Uh, and of course, when things like this happen, to be there for them to say, "Listen, I have your back. I support this. I, I, I'm going to stand up and 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 be with you at this particular time because I know how much something like this hurts." And I, I know there's a bill. If I we only got a few more minutes, and I know that your time is really tight, Mayor. And I I really appreciate you taking the time to join us um, to talk to everybody in our audience. Um, it, it's one of the few Arab radio programs in the country. There are only a couple. One day we're going to have a, you know, a, a 24-7 radio show. I don't know if you know Layla Al-Husseini. She's working really hard in Detroit to make this happen. But uh, you being here helps us move forward that way and to provide information to everybody. There's a bill in Quebec, I understand, called Bill 21 that would ban the wearing of religious symbols at the workplace for people in different categories. Do, do you have a feeling about that, or have you looked at that bill, or are you familiar with it? Or I'm not really familiar with it. I mean, I, I, I know what I read in the national newspaper, and I know uh, it, it's so highly political that it, it, it's almost like it's not about doing the right thing. It's about winning winning the battle because someone put forward a bill, and it's it's – I would say that that does not reflect on the majority, the feelings that the majority of Canadians have, certainly not in my community, uh, that, you know, there are efforts and attempts to do different things. And, and Quebec sort of leads the way in that kind of, um, you know, I don't know how to just quite describe it, but it, it's a, it, Quebec's a unique province and it's a great province but they don't always make great decisions. And putting something like this forward, I think it only serves to create disharmony uh, in a community. And that's probably the last thing as a, as a politician, that's probably the last thing that any of us should aspire to do is to create disharmony amongst our populations. And it is a proposal. It doesn't mean it's actually going to get passed, obviously. Would this, and just because the system in Canada is so different from where I've covered politics for years in the U.S., but... Um, that would be just in Quebec, or would that? Uh, do you know if the bill is supposed to like cover the whole country of Canada? Yeah, it would just be provincial to that one province. Okay, so All right. we can limit it then if we can. Yeah, and I, I understand. I understand that you also have a new strategy that uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, before we let you go about Windsor City Council adopting a 
uh, a program to build stronger ties between Windsor and Detroit, which is right across the river over there, and it's called Windsor Works. Can you talk about that a little bit before we let you go? Yeah, you're. Thanks for bringing that up, Ray. I'm really excited about this, and we we have spent six months preparing this Windsor Works Economic Development Strategy, and it really speaks to where do we want to be as a community. And as we come out of the pandemic, the question is, you know, how do we build back better and stronger, and make sure that we're more resilient? And for so long, our city, because we're in a different country in a different province uh, than, of course, Michigan and the United States. Uh, we, we have looked up the road to the 401 and said, okay, we need to find a way to integrate in Toronto and London and, and try and fit in that mix, you know, four hours away that oftentimes we have not looked what's going on two miles away across the border in Detroit with enough emphasis. Uh, and so what, what we learned is through, uh, you know, our Amazon HQ2 bid with the city of Detroit and, and Dan Gilbert, that we have great possibilities as a region, you know, that Canada, Ontario and Windsor have a skill set and a strength, and there are some differences from the United States, Michigan, and Detroit. And so our Amazon HQ2 bid talked about one campus, two countries, putting a building on either side of the river for Amazon for their HQ2 uh, and linking them with a cable car so that the company itself could take advantage of the best that both environments have to offer and the best talent pools uh, that are on offer. And so when we were unsuccessful on that bid, Dan Gilbert said, why am I not doing this myself with our companies? And so he opened a rocket innovation center here in downtown Windsor and has moved a number of people down here. And we're really proud of that, that connection, that relationship uh, and, and what has come out of that. And we think it's just the tip of the iceberg that there's so much more we can do with our partners in Detroit uh, that will create a symbiotic relationship and allow both of us to take advantage of opportunities that maybe neither of us have really looked at too much in the past. Uh, and so you've got a great mayor over there and Mayor Duggan uh, and a great partner uh, that we have in the city of Windsor. We want to connect and deepen those relationships on all levels and find a pathway to provide opportunities for business people to create jobs, which will benefit folks in the city of Detroit and the city of Windsor. Mayor Drew Dilkins uh, from Windsor, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning. Again, I know that your time is uh, tight, and but it was very generous of you to take the time to to hop in and talk to the audience out there. Any final words uh, to the yeah. audience? Uh, you know, and again, it's everybody, but, you know, obviously it's one of the few places where Arabs and Muslims can come to and talk about the issues that we face, you know, as Arab Americans, as Arab Canadians. Uh, any final thoughts you want to say to them? Yeah, thanks for that opportunity. And let me just say that I, I know that the border closure for the better part of 15 months here has been very difficult on, on all families. And in our community, we have a lot of, uh, Arabic people who, who may have applied for immigration status in the United States and Canada. And if they get into Canada, they come down to this community because they're so close to family on the other side of the border. And those families have been separated. Uh, and we are working very diligently to get those borders open, to reunite families, to get business back going and get this economy humming once again, because uh, on, the, on the supply chain side, for the, for, on, ec on the economic supply chain side, we're so tightly integrated. On the family side, because of our proximity to one another, we are so tightly and deeply, deeply integrated that it has been a challenging 15 months. Uh, and I cannot wait. Uh, hopefully next week, the United States makes a decision just to wide open their border uh, and, and allow Canadians to reunite with families on the other side. And we certainly look forward to getting over there with our American friends and having you come back over here and, and you know develop this new normal together so that we can deepen the bonds of friendship that we've created for over so many years. 
And I can't stop myself from asking, though, because I've been a reporter so long. How were you hit very hard by the uh, pandemic? Was Windsor uh, slammed or did you survive it better than other communities? Or what was the pandemic like to the people in Windsor? Yeah, we had our waves. There's no doubt we had our waves. And the lockdowns here have been uh, difficult on families, certainly very difficult for businesses. Uh, When we looked over across the river in Detroit, we knew that it was, you know, the impact was much uh, it was it was a much more uh, you know harsh situation over there, and for us every day uh, about 1,200 people, healthcare professionals who live in Windsor, cross the border to work in Detroit. Uh, and we were told at the beginning when the, if the border were ever closed, at the very beginning we were told if the border were ever to be closed, there would be entire hospitals that would have to shut down in Detroit because they wouldn't have enough staff, uh, and not just the floor in a hospital, like entire hospitals that would just have to consolidate operations at different locations because they couldn't run all the facilities. And so thankfully that never happened. Healthcare workers have, have been allowed to cross. Uh, and so we, we, we have information. We, of course, we see it in the media, but we have information because so many family and friends uh, and coworkers cross the border to work. Uh, and, you know, on, on the vaccine side, we also know you're in a much different situation than we are where it, there's pop-up clinics everywhere. You can go into any pharmacy and just sit down and get a shot. It's not that way here uh, yet. It's much different. We only have uh, maybe about 15% of the population that is fully vaccinated uh, at this point. We have big supply issues that, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the supply and demand mismatch will catch up in the course of the next 60 days. Uh, but we have people in our community who, who have called us to say, Drew, we are throwing doses away. I'm a pharmacist at a Costco. I'm throwing doses in the garbage. How do we create a pathway to, to get them to, to people in Windsor so they don't hit the landfill in Michigan? And so we've been very vocal trying to create those pathways using our border crossings as potential uh, points to do that. We haven't had a lot of success. And so that's caused a little frustration. But you know, at the, at the end of the day, we're on a track that if everyone is just patient for another 60 or 90 days, we'll, we'll probably be at a better spot, uh, at least on our side of the border. And uh, of course, vaccination is the pathway to get us all back together and, and do it safely. And we all look forward to that day. Mayor Drew Dilkins of the City of Windsor, Canada, thank you so much, Mayor, for joining us. You have an open invitation. Do you ever need to come on and talk? To the Arab and Muslim community, we would love to have you on, and I hope that uh, your assistant, uh, your staff, Roberta, and everybody over there, if they need anything, just let us know. Be happy to bring you on. It was a pleasure to have you on this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ray. Have a great day, everyone. You too. You have a great day. Thank you so much. Um, that was the mayor of Windsor, Canada, Mayor Drew Dilkins, who joined us to talk about um, the issue of uh um, this uh, terrible tragedy that took place uh, about 200 miles northeast of Windsor in London, Canada, in Quebec, um, where a whole family, five uh, Muslims, uh, I think they were Pakistani, but a 20-year-old drove a truck and hit them, killing four. There's a little boy, nine years old, that's uh, in a hospital recovering. Just a terrible tragedy. But Windsor, even though it was 200 miles away, Windsor stood up and did everything they could to uh, uh, show support and make sure that the community knew that there were people that support them and wanted to make sure that they're doing well. We're going to take a quick break here at the Ray Hanania Show. Uh, we're brought to you by Arab News at ArabNews.com. Uh, later on, maybe I'll go through some of the headlines at Arab News. There's some things happening all over the world that... Arab News covers and you'll want to know about. We're on the U.S. Arab Radio 
Network, broadcasting live on WNZK AM 690 in Greater Detroit and WDMV AM 700 in Greater Washington, D.C. We're streaming live on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arab News. We want to say hi to everybody on Facebook at Arab News who are watching and listening to this program and commenting there. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and, of course, we're broadcasting live on the U.S. Arab Radio Network's online stream at arabradio.us. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back right after these messages with our next guest, Noor Nugali, Assistant Editor-in-Chief of the Arab News. She's going to talk about an interview she did with John Kerry, the special uh, appointee by President Biden as special envoy on climate. Um, we'll be right back right after these messages. ArabNews.com, bringing you breaking news from across the Middle East and the latest on Arabs in America. Get inside the latest headlines with expert analysis and insights at ArabNews.com. Join over 5 million Facebook fans and over 10 million monthly readers. ArabNews.com, news that matters to you. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Life is a nonprofit charity that's provided humanitarian aid and development to people and communities for over 25 years, regardless of race, color, religion, or cultural background. When disaster occurs here or around the world, Life for Relief and Development rushes in to provide food, medical aid, and shelter to those in need. Please help improve these efforts. Make your tax-deductible donation to Life now at lifeusa.org or call 248-424-7493. Get ready for an amazing experience at Ishtar Restaurant on 15 Mile Road in Sterling Heights. Enjoy excellent hospitality from owners Ali al-Baghdadi and Fatty Bottom serving the best in Mediterranean food. Try Chef Ali al-Baghdadi's famous shawarma, the best Iraqi grills and food, and the best Arabic and international dishes. Dine in our authentic atmosphere or take out. Call 586-698-2585 or check us out on Facebook. Ishtar Restaurant practices all seafood. CDC guidelines and is open every day 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Have an amazing experience today at Ishtar Restaurant, 3625 15 Mile Road, Sterling Heights.
The U.S. Arab Radio Network is proud to offer the Ray Hanania Show with veteran journalist Ray Hanania, the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. U.S. Arab Radio broadcast content Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, WDMV 700 in Washington, D.C., and simulcast through stations around the country. Programs will rerun from 5 till 6 p.m. Visit us on Facebook at U.S. Arab Radio. And we're also streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash Arab News. And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show here at WNZK AM 690 Radio in Detroit and WDMV AM 700 Radio in Greater Washington, D.C. We're streaming live on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Arab News. Uh, and also on the U.S. Arab Radio Network, uh, run by Leila El Husseini, a pioneer in Arab American and Muslim American journalism at ArabRadio.us. We appreciate all of the support. This program, by the way, will be rebroadcast at 5 p.m. tonight in Detroit. And uh, one day we'll have a 24-7 radio show that'll uh, be live all day and all night. And I just want to respond to somebody that uh, posted on Facebook at Arab News that saying, yeah, it's white people that get blamed for everything. No, that's not true. That White people don't get blamed for everything. Um, people get blamed. Criminals get blamed for everything. Uh, nobody gets blamed because of their race. Nobody gets blamed because of the religion. Um, a lot of times they get targeted because of their race. They get targeted because of the re- religion. But uh, no one is blaming and stereotyping. That's exactly the opposite of what everybody wants to do. I'm really proud now to have uh, on, as our guest um, Noor Nugali, who's the assistant editor-in-chief at Arab News, and uh, she's here to talk about uh, uh, her recent interview with John Kerry, who was appointed by President Biden as his special envoy on climate. Noor spoke with him about his recent meetings in Saudi Arabia and the Gulf on mutual goals regarding climate change and protecting the environment. Um, They had a meeting, I think, uh, just this morning, right, Noor? Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Ray. It's such a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, actually, to be talking with you. And we have some exciting news. So basically, Arab News Today interviewed uh, the U.S. Special Envoy for Climate Change, Mr. John Kerry. And uh, it was an interesting interview, Ray. I must say so myself. And afterwards, he met, uh, he left to meet with our crown prince, uh, Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And basically, what he told me was... He was impressed by the Saudi Green Initiative, and he thought it was both exciting and challenging. And those words come on the heels of the meetings that have been taking place across the region. And uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm a little distracted because there, I'm trying to get that file of uh, one of you, the one of the questions that you did so that we could play it. And maybe what we'll do is we'll take a break in a few minutes, and, and then I'll play that uh, uh, file for you, but uh, you know, t- computers are too complicated. Okay, I agree. And uh, we're—I'll figure out a way. We'll do a break in a little bit to do that. But uh, um, what was he like? You know, I got a chance to met. I—I uh, I, I got a chance to meet John Kerry when he was a senator many years ago, and he's just a nice guy. What was he like talking to him? Um, for you, uh, how? What was the interview like? 
Absolutely. He is a sweetheart, if I might say so myself. He was very kind. He was very cordial. And we had a lovely interview. And he didn't have much time, though. And he did give it to Arab News for the interview. And what we spoke about, basically, was climate change and how the region is participating in that greener kind of uh, going forward even though Saudi Arabia is known to be the energy a leading energy uh, country, but it's shifting away to a more greener aspect. That's phenomenal. You know what it looks like? I was able to get this download. Do you want to give it a try? Should we give it a try and see if I can get that up there? Let's see if uh, do that. Do that. Yep. Hang on. I got to go to the directory. Tell us a little. Give me an overview of the topics that you talked about with him while I just prepare to get this, um, you know, uh, interview to play, give it, give us kind of an overview of some of the things you were able to ask him. Obviously, uh, climate change was on top of our lists, but we also had a very important question because as you know, the previous administration pulled out of the Paris agreements and this administration is keen to progress and be a part of that global climate change, uh, discussion, even appointing, uh, Mr. John Kerry as uh, the special envoy. So when I asked him, can we expect every four years that uh, the U.S. might change its mind and revert back to, uh, can we depend on the U.S. to be part of that global change kind of partner? And he said, definitely, because private companies are also participating in the discussion. And it's not just about who is in the U.S. administration, but it's more about uh, a focal kind of uh, holistic look to uh, what's happening around the world. All right, let's see. I think I have this queued up. Let's go ahead and see if we can open it. Hank, type Noor and everybody out there. Let's play this video clip of Noor interviewing uh, the special envoy on climate, John Kerry, for President Biden. Let's see if that works. Well, we had a very uh, a good series of meetings that really covered uh, everything possible, I think. Um, and uh, His Royal Highness Prince Abdulaziz uh, pulled together his experts and we spent a lot of time really going through every aspect of what Saudi Arabia is doing currently and what it can and will do. And I was very impressed by uh, the uh, depth of the analysis and the commitment uh, going forward uh, which clearly is uh, beginning to grapple in a serious way with this challenge. It's a big challenge and it's getting more urgent. Uh, uh, President Biden is deeply committed to moving forward and we believe Saudi Arabia can be one of the principal agents of change because Saudi Arabia has such an extraordinary opportunity with solar and green hydrogen. And the possibility uh, is very real. I think what uh, what uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has put forward as a concept is in fact um, both uh, challenging and exciting at the same time. And it has the ability to speed up the transition for all of us by providing alternative fuel. Uh, I think many people in the world are looking for the hydrogen solution now. And I'm, uh, I think out of our meetings has come a commitment to work together to try to accelerate that. So I'm very hopeful. All right. That looked like that work. I, Noor, I, I'm just, maybe I'm going to have to go into uh, IT technology in addition 
actually, I want to thank Jed, our uh, co-producer with Max, for getting me that and uh, making sure it ran smoothly. It was a very clip. What was he basically saying? I mean, that uh, how impressing upon us how important climate is. I mean, people take it for granted, I guess, sometimes, right? Definitely. So he met with a number of officials and he specifically mentioned Prince Abdelaziz bin Salman, who was the energy minister of Saudi Arabia. And what they did together was have a series of talks. And it seems like it went really well because uh, he emphasized on that point and discussing it with different analyses and how they can be more greener. I do have to go back and mention that one of the aims of Saudi Green uh, Initiative is to cut carbon dioxide emissions in the region by 60% rate. And they need wow. to do this. Yes, this is not an easy number. And what they're trying to do is use renewables to produce 50% of the kingdom's energy by 2030. This is no easy feat by far, if I do say so myself, but it is something that the kingdom is striving to do. And I think it might happen because uh, the country is serious about going forward and to become more greener. Yeah, and is it, uh, I, I mean, when people think about the Middle East, so now I'm in Chicago and the United States, and when I think about uh, climate pollution and all that stuff together, I'm thinking of Los Angeles, which is in a bubble of fog and smog and all kinds of problems. I don't see that in, is there a problem with, uh, you know, climate issues. I mean, do people in the Gulf and Saudi Arabia, do they sense and feel this issue also the way we do? I mean, we take it for granted. It's just us, but uh, it's everybody. I think smog is an issue and fog is an issue that uh, all countries with highly populated uh, cities uh, do go through. And this is the normal. And the world is trying to work together to lessen all those you know carbon dioxide emissions and all of that but let me take a look from the window and all i see is a bit of dust right now but not much smog and fog but we're good we're good for the time being but we don't know how long we will be good for in the future and for our future generations uh, future younger generation and that's why global climate change is really important that we work together to have a better future for our younger generation Okay. And what did what did uh, Kerry say that did he need something from the Arab world? What did he want the Arab world? What did he want Saudi Arabia to do? What did he want uh, the Gulf to do? So basically at this point, they're holding uh, many talks on high levels. And he didn't reveal exactly what they were discussing in depth. However, what I did sense was uh, they were positive talks and they were going forward. And we can see much in the future coming from these talks. But I guess we'll have to wait and see exactly what happens. And, and I think he mentioned also, didn't he, the Middle East Green Initiative? Isn't this something that Saudi Arabia is pushing, the Green Initiative? What, what is that? So when the Crown Prince back in April announced uh, the Saudi Green Initiative, uh, the Middle East, the GCC Green Initiative was also mentioned. And this is really important, Ray, because our country has different kind of geological regions and different landscapes. So we have mountains, we have shores, we have deserts, as opposed to what many people believe it's just uh, one flat desert, one flat land of desert. That's not true. Saudi Arabia is very diverse. However, there is a need to plant more trees. There is a need to recycle more. There is a need to lessen the carbon dioxide emissions. And working together, not only just as Saudi Arabia, but also as the GCC countries come together and work towards a more 
greener, cleaner, uh, friendlier um, a kind of aspect, that is going to help the world together. And with that percentage, because people usually think, okay, so Saudi Arabia is just, you know, an oil country. And right. yes, we are, but we're much more than that. And we're going further to becoming a greener country. And I think that's as a boss. Yeah, and this, uh, I, I think that you, you're right. Back in April, I think you had a uh, conference there, I think, or a dialogue, regional dialogue conference. Uh, was that, or was it in the UAE, I think? Is Saudi Arabia planning anything moving forward? Um, do we have anything on the calendar that they're going to be hosting? So the UAE held that conference back in April, and uh, it was received massively well. And I think the countries, the GCC countries, will work together in the future to assure uh, one another and to work together uh, to, for, to go forward on these initiatives. And did he explain uh, what the so-called hydrogen solution is? Did he give any details on, on what that is and how it works in terms of, uh, you know, greening and, and improving the climate? Not in this interview. But no, okay. Not in this interview. All right, that's okay. Anything else, Noor, that you want to point out about uh, that interview that, uh, you know, uh, that you felt really stands out? I think the fact that uh, the U.S. Special Envoy for Climate Change came to Saudi Arabia during the time where the GCC, the Green, the Saudi Green Initiative was announced, means that it will most likely see more future meetings together between our two countries and uh, the world working together on fighting and combating global climate change. Inshallah. Yeah, and you know, climate change and climate, people take it for granted, I think. They don't think it, well, obviously there are a lot, people say, well, we were just talking uh, before your segment uh, with the mayor of Windsor who uh, was dealing with uh, nearby uh, anti-Muslim violence and people say, oh, you know, climate change, we can deal with that later. But climate change can be devastating to many people and even though it may not target people because of race or religion, it could just be very destructive. So a lot of people don't realize how important the topic is. And I think even when Biden appointed uh, Secretary Kerry to do this, to be his envoy on his special envoy on climate, I don't think people really took it serious. So I'm glad I, I see in the Arab News you have a story today if people want to go and read it at ArabNews.com that uh, talks about this interview it has some of the clips uh, from uh, uh, John Kerry and what he said. I, it's a great story, by the way. Um, and uh, I, and again, Noor, it, it's always a pleasure. I think this is your second time on the radio show, right? Yes, it is. And it's always a joy to speak with you, Ray. And I really enjoy being on the show. You were doing such a marvelous job. It feels like talking Thank to you. an old friend more than a host Thank on the show. Thank you. And I know that, you know, I'm going to be taking a vacation, I think, in July sometime. And I'm going to try to host the show from some beach someplace. But if I can't, I'm going to ask to see if they can have you host in my place. All right. What have you done I radio before? Oh, Ray, I could never live up to you. Please. Oh, no. Believe me. I'm easy. You can do it. <laughs> believe me. You do. You'll be even far better than me but uh, i'm going to suggest that that if you're because you now you're our veteran guest you've been on twice so that's more than anybody else we may, maybe we'll get frank to join you because it, and frank has a great program frankly speaking frank kane 
yeah. the the Arab News is doing some very uh, innovative things in uh, digital media, pushing ahead. Any other topics that you want to bring up before I let you go? I really believe that everyone should take uh, global climate change seriously and invest in recycling and just doing as much as they can to help the world and the climate, if not for ourselves, at least for the next generation to come. All right, Noor Nugali, the uh, assistant editor at Arab News, um, who is uh, joining us to talk, the assistant editor-in-chief at Arab News, um, who's talking about her recent interview with John Kerry, uh, President Biden's special envoy on climate. Noor, it really is a pleasure, honestly, to have you back a second time. And uh, uh, it was, I'm just glad we were able to play that video clip while you were on there and that things worked out maybe not as smoothly as i always wanted to do because technology there are too many things that you got to deal with it's not as simple anymore as it used to be years ago but it was a real pleasure to have you on the radio thank you so much ray i really enjoyed it all right thank you noor we're going to take another break here and then when we come back i'm just going to go through some of the headlines uh, across the country in the arab across the world and the arab news uh things that we're seeing out there and uh, just to remind you the different ways that you can hear this radio program, that you can get the podcasts, you know, and uh, the video cast, all of that. And also uh, urge you to watch, uh, Frankly Speaking, which is hosted by uh, uh, our, my colleague at Arab News, Frank Kane, just a phenomenal uh, veteran journalist. I, I still think I'm older than him, and I've been in journalism longer than him. But, uh, you know, he very challenging for me. He's just a great, smooth operator when he's in front of that mic. i, I got to figure that out. I think radio is a little more free than uh, doing the TV stuff, even though we do a video broadcast. All right, listen, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, uh, talk about some of the headlines that are in the news as we finish out the program. Thank you, everybody. We'll be right back right after these messages. ArabNews.com, bringing you breaking news from across the Middle East and the latest on Arabs in America. Get inside the latest headlines with expert analysis and insights at ArabNews.com. Join over 5 million Facebook fans and over 10 million monthly readers. ArabNews.com, news that matters to you. Enjoy the first Syrian-style cuisine in Michigan. At Damas Cuisine and Catering, you'll find a wide selection of Syrian foods and sweets in our menu, like free cake, poise, grape leaves with steak, mashawi platter, hot mahashi, char-grilled kebab, shawarma, and much more. Get super-fast delivery from Damas Cuisine and Catering right to your door. Order online at damascuisine.com forward slash menu and track your order live. Damas Cuisine and Catering. 28841 Orchard Lake Road in Farmington Hills. Call 248-987-4985. Are you going to start a restaurant or a grocery store soon? Do you need floor plans and designs? Call Naji Aboud at 734-744-9796. Do you want to buy kitchen and restaurant equipment at discount prices? Call Naji Aboud now, 734-744-9796. New Concept Products and Design, the trademark of kitchen equipment. 5% discount on all purchases of $75,000 or more. New Concept Products and Design, new location, 31185 Schoolcraft in Livonia. Learn more at www.newconceptproducts.com. 
Call Najee Abood, 734-744-9796. When it comes to reproductive medicine, IVF Michigan Fertility Centers are the recognized leaders. With locations in Bloomfield Hills and five other cities in Michigan and Ohio, IVF has experts in all aspects of the field. As a founding member of IVF Michigan Fertility Centers, Dr. Nicholas Shama is one of the leading reproductive endocrinologists in Michigan and Ohio. Dr. Shama has performed over 10,000 IVF cases and has helped thousands of couples fulfill their dreams of parenthood. American board certified in both obstetrics and gynecology and reproductive endocrinology and infertility, Dr. Nicholas Shama is a very caring, compassionate, expert physician that understands not only the medical but also the emotional toil of infertility on his patients. When it's time, get personalized care from Dr. Nicholas Shama at IVF Michigan Fertility Centers in Michigan and Ohio. Call toll-free 855-952-9600. 855-952-9600. The U.S. Arab Radio Network is proud to offer the Ray Hanania Show with veteran journalist Ray Hanania the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. U.S. Arab Radio broadcast content Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, WDMV 700 in Washington, D.C., and simulcast through stations around the country. Programs will rerun from 5 till 6 p.m. Visit us on Facebook at U.S. Arab Radio. And we're also streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash Arab News. And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show. Uh, it is uh, Wednesday, June 16th. Now, our show is here every Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. I believe that's 3 p.m. in Saudi Arabia. That's 7 a.m. in Chicago. I think it's 3 o'clock in Jerusalem. Um, we get audiences and uh, emails uh, sending us questions all the time. Uh, uh, and we're broadcast live on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arab News, where a lot of people are watching this broadcast. And I want to thank them because I, I know that you got so many other things that you need to do or you have to do, and you take the time to join us, either listening um, or watching us. But if you can't and you don't get a chance to hear the show live, uh, it is rebroadcast in Detroit at 5 p.m., but we also do a podcast. Uh, a video podcast and an audio podcast. The video podcast, I believe, or at least segments of it sometimes, are at YouTube, the Arab News Channel on YouTube. Um, but all the audio podcasts are available for uh, download and listening on all the major uh, podcasting distributors like Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, all of them. And you can go to arabnews.com slash show to see that list of uh, different podcasts where you can get all the information. WNZK AM 690 Radio is just phenomenal uh, to broadcast us every week, and also WDMV AM 700 in greater Washington, D.C. region, where we speak to the members of Congress, the Senate, and the White House, to the President. He could hear us um, as we're uh, broadcasting here right in his neighborhood. Um, so uh, this is an important thing for Arab Americans. We need to do a better job of communicating as 
Arab Americans to get our views out, and radio is a very powerful way to do that. And I urge you, don't forget to check out the Arab News interview program, uh, Frankly Speaking, with journalist Frank Kane. I think that's at Arab News slash Frankly Speaking. You could get his podcast. I know if you go to ArabNews.com, you can find his uh, program. He's in his second season, and he's done some phenomenal interviews um, you know, from that region of the world that impact everybody across uh, all kinds of uh, international lines. Um, and uh, um, I'm just uh, proud to have all of you down there. I was looking at the Arab News newspaper today, and of course, uh, in a di- and w- I should say thank you to our guest, Noor Nugali, the assistant editor and managing editor at Arab News. Um, she was just phenomenal talking about the interview she did with John Kerry. There's a story about it at ArabNews.com that you can uh, uh, read and get all the information on what he said about climate, which is a very important uh, topic. And Windsor Mayor Drew Dilkins, who uh, we interviewed at the beginning of the show, now he had a very tight schedule. Um, I wanted to keep him on you know, a little bit longer, but we were kind of pushing it a little bit with him uh, because he had so many meetings, but he was so generous to open his meeting schedule and put us on you know his schedule so that he can spend some time with us to talk about why it was so important to stand up uh with uh, the muslim and arab community in the face of this violence that took place june 6th in london uh in quebec canada in which a family of five were struck down by a driver he was only 20 years old why do you do that 20 years old, you strike down people and kill them. Four people in the family were killed, all Muslim. And the police said he did it on purpose because they were Muslim, they looked Muslim, uh, and he targeted them. Um, But it was so nice that Mayor Dilkins in Windsor, who was 200 miles away, felt the need to stand up and reassure the Muslim community in Windsor, Canada, that they were safe, that people stood by them, Jews, Christians, and Muslims, we all stand together, regardless of the color of your skin, black, white, brown, uh, yellow, or olive, as I am Arab. Everybody in his eyes are the same. We don't blame a race for the actions of a criminal. This 20-year-old, he wasn't uh, reflective of whether he was white or whatever he was. Uh, It doesn't matter. It was his criminal act that was horrible. Uh, not his race, not his background, not his religion, uh, but he did target people because of their race and religion, and that's a horrible thing to see. So it was so nice to have Mayor Dilkin stand up and say that the country stands with the Muslim and Arab community, as they do with others when the victims are Jewish or Christian uh, or other ethnic or national groups. So it was just a, a nice moment. Um You can read about all this stuff, too, at ArabNews.com. Biden and Putin are getting ready for their big summit. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. A lot of op-eds. I write an op-ed column every week. I think my op-ed column comes out today and later today, uh, Wednesday, which maybe would be Thursday morning in Saudi Arabia. Um, The time difference is always a hassle. But anyway, listen, I just want to say thank you for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. We're here every Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time. You can hear this program. And if you miss it, 
go to arabnews.com. You'll find the link to our podcast. I want to thank everybody, our producers, everybody at WNZK, and everybody at WDMV Radio in Washington, D.C., uh, Hernan and Mike for uh, getting everything on the air. You guys have a great week, and we will talk to you next Wednesday with new guests and new topics. I'm Ray Hanania. Bye-bye, everybody.